brothers and sisters, welcome to the LDS Fishers of Men podcast. I am your host, Alan. We are on episode 15. This is a continuation of the previous episode, episode 14, uh, Touch Not the Unclean Gift. Okay, this is going to be part two. So, going into part two. In, in episode 14, part one, we went into uh, the energy healing, we went into some of the kind of a way to understand this reality, this earth life, mortality, right? And I likened it unto a computer program or a computer game, right? Uh, with the rules, boundaries, limitations set, you know what I mean? And, and having, having access within the the mortal realm the mortal game of life to be able to do certain things okay now there's an authorized way to do things and there's an unauthorized way to do things uh and in the spirit of touching not the evil gift nor the unclean thing let's go ahead and talk about something else that is uh disturbing that a lot of our people are espousing now this one i don't think has gained as much steam however i think in time it very well could there has been a lot of murmuring as of late especially with uh people that you know, listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, to listen to a, and have an open mind to a lot of things of that nature. Um, I, I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast on occasion. Um, you'll, you'll hear Joe talk a lot about like DMT and, and other type of psychedelics, right? And going on trips and how it's a very spiritual experience. Well, there has been a a bit of a movement and adoption of some of those Babylonian practices. Right now, I'm, I'm being bold with this one because this one should be very, very clear. Um, there have been a lot of LDS people, you know, I shouldn't say a lot. There's a portion of the LDS population who seeks to have spiritual experiences experiences which is a that is a righteous desire brothers and sisters we should be seeking for things of the spirit we should be seeking to have a sacred grove experience right that's something that uh, was taught to us on on my mission right when we had a general authority show up he he wound up telling us, or giving this, us this awesome talk, telling us, hey, you guys should be seeking to have a Sacred Grove experience. You know, we need to be extremely careful because in our earnest desire to seek for such experiences of the spiritual world, we become ripe for deception. And you have to be on your guard, right? Right. Now, we, we, we discussed uh, Hiram Page and his, you know, in his earnest desire to have a spiritual experience, he was deceived by having a false seer stone that was giving him revelation from the other side, from Lucifer, right? 
we need to be on guard in in our search for becoming one as a body of Christ and becoming one with Christ and the Father, right? So in their desire, these members have turned towards psychedelics. They have turned towards things like DMT, which will give you a spiritual experience. There's no doubt about it. However, what kind of spiritual experience you are receiving is the issue here, is what we're talking about. Now, just to give you a, a recap, right, I'm going to go back to our, our video game of life, you know, mortality experience here. As God coded this reality, right, However he did it, I'm going to use the word coded because I think it helps paint the picture. He, he, and if any of you have ever had any experience or have any understanding of computer code, which is how they write video games and stuff like that, you have to write the code. You have to write rules, right? You have to have, to have like switch cases and stuff like that. You have to have... You know, loops, you have to have a way to get out of the loop, right? Without getting too much into the jargon of it. Um, there are instances that you have to create, and then you have to think of how to be able to get out of these instances. You have to create, you know, like, you have to think, basically, of every possibility, every outcome that the user, you know, us going through this experience of mortal life, you have to create all, all of these instances and ways for us to get around. We have rules that we have to adhere to. That's part of the computer code. It was Those rules were coded into the program, right? There are boundaries, okay? I, I cannot fly. I cannot jump off of a cliff and superman myself to the other side of the Grand Canyon. It's, it's not in the code, right? I, I am bound by this mortal existence as being a descendant of Father Adam, okay? It is part of my fallen nature. It is part of our fallen nature to be bound to that code, okay? It, um, th there are limitations as well as, the, as that go along with those boundaries, right? Now, my body is set to heal itself, okay? It is programmed, it is written into my, ge my genetic code, into the, the common code of man to heal. My body will attempt to heal itself regardless of how serious or minor the injury is, right? We have ways within the code to help expedite that healing, because we have an understanding of the code, right? So, knowing that, okay, just, just doing that brief recap, what are spiritual experiences, right? They are experiences where the code, okay, and, and it has been programmed into the code to have these, however, they are at the discretion of the Creator, okay? Elohim has that discretion. And he has given access to that 
uh, he's given that access to Jesus Christ as well, right? Jesus Christ does the will of the Father. And that includes uh, communicating to his mouthpiece, okay? That is an authorized communication. That is an authorized spiritual experience. Now, whether we are talking about just simple, you know, I say simple, but it's, it is still miraculous, okay? As he gives that instruction to his mouthpiece, as he gives that instruction to us, right, to his, his children, it is through an authorized form of communication that is miraculous, okay, but it is part of the code. Now, the way that these things happen can be something as simple as having a prompting, okay, from the Holy Ghost to do something. It can be, you know... Very, very fleeting. It can happen, you know, come upon you really quick to where you get a prompting that comes from an outside influence, the Holy Ghost. And it can also go all the way up to having what we would even call an outer body experience, um, which could include having a vision within a dream, okay? Those things don't go together all the time, but sometimes they do. Sometimes you'll have a vision, right? And then what we would call an outer body experience. Like, I, I wonder, I don't know if this is true or not, but when I read about Nephi's experience being, being brought up to an exceedingly high mountain, okay, says so the spirit did that, I would wonder if it brought his spirit up, perhaps during a nighttime vision. I don't know. But whatever the case is, okay, Whatever these experiences, these spiritual experiences are, they are such that you know that you have had one. It is unique, and they don't come along very often. Even for those of us who are close to the Spirit, who have that, you know, that spiritual gift of, of being close to the Spirit, of having a thin veil, right? Knowing that, okay, accepting that, that we have a authorized way of of having communion with the Father and the Son, right? Through that line of communication, that authorized line of communication through the Holy Ghost. Do you think that Satan has a counterfeit to that, brothers and sisters? Is there a counterfeit to that? Now, as I had mentioned, members of the church um, have started to dabble into, into having these psychedelic drugs, right? And I think of, I think of the movie Young Guns, right? Where they're, they're out and they, they need this, this uh, spiritual direction given to them, right? They have to go on their spirit journey. And so they, they smoke peyote, and then they have their hilarious, you know, spirit journey ensues, where they're all basically just high as a kite, okay? And they're in the mountains super, super high. Very funny scene of the movie. However, that depicts something. And as we are in our, our mortality video game here that has been coded by the creator... 
going outside of our bounds, our rules, the limitations imposed upon us by this by this computer code of life. Okay, there are ways using such psychedelics to actually have a spiritual experience. It's a legit spiritual experience. It's just not a good one. Okay. Now, people have reported, you know, dropping acid, doing DMT, doing these things, and they will have a spiritual experience. Some, some people will see God, right? Brothers and sisters, they are not seeing God. I can boldly state that. What is happening is that you are opening up a cheat code, right? You are opening up a, a menu and you are using a cheat code to have unauthorized access to the spirit realm. And it is in that realm where we have uh, what some people would call demons, what some people uh, call evil spirits. They are, they're really one and the same, right? They serve the same master. They are pretty much the same thing. And there's a lot about that that we don't know, right? There's a lot of things that we just, we don't know. But what we do know is that there are good spirits and there are bad spirits, okay? The good spirits, when they are sent from God to deliver us a message as an angel, an angelic visitation, uh, they will always, according to Joseph Smith, they will always deliver a message. They will always uh, give, give us an intelligence, like there's a message, there's an intelligence, there's a reason that they are, they're on a mission. They don't just willy-nilly get to go around and talk to people, right? It doesn't work that way. They exist within rules, boundaries, and limitations just as we do, okay? And there's a lot that we could go into with that, but for the purposes of this conversation, I'm going to hold off and, and restrain myself from going into that any further, other than the fact to then illustrate the, the opposite point, okay? The evil spirits that have been cast out uh, for rebellion in the, in the pre-mortal realm, they were cast out to this place that has been prepared, right? They exist just as the spirit world exists um, in tandem with the mortal experience, right? Our spirits are existing in the mortal realm right now, and our body is existing in the temporal realm, right, within the video game. It's like a, a, uh, like a bio-machine, right? We have a mechanical, fleshy machine that our spirits are controlling. We are literally existing in multiple places, right, that occupy the same physical space. And as such, as, you know, us being immortal spirits inhabiting mortal fleshy tabernacles, okay, we can experience both worlds. It's just that one is authorized and one is unauthorized, those experiences. So those evil spirits that are existing here that tempt you, Right? Whenever you have a temptation to do something stupid, to, to sin, 
That is actually coming from somewhere, okay? Now, when we use unauthorized methods, when we prescribe a, a way to dip into that spiritual world, when we have these visions, okay, quote-unquote visions, um, after using uh, drugs, after using psychedelics, we are delving into a spiritual world unauthorized, and we are at the mercy. We have opened ourselves up to uh, satanic influence from evil and or unclean spirits. And they will, as we read in the Bible, they will disguise themselves, okay? Just as, uh, as what happened with King Saul, okay? He goes and he visits a soothsayer, and he winds up receiving a message from the other side, from the spirit realm, and they were posing as the prophet. Okay, The same thing happens here, brothers and sisters. You know, I said it before, I'll say it again. We think that we are so far advanced and ahead and so much smarter than our counterparts of the previous ages, and we're not. We really aren't. We have technology, sure. But we are just as gullible, we are just as fallible, okay? We, we have the benefit of hindsight, and, you know, 2020, of course, hindsight, to look back and see their mistakes and judge them, but yet we, we look at our current situation and we're missing out on a lot of this stuff. And that's, that's the whole point of this, this two-part, you know, these two-part episodes, is covering some of this stuff. So when people report, LDS people report to have visitations from God or angels, okay, they are not receiving visits from God or angels, at least not the good angels, okay? They're being deceived. And those deceptions start out small, and then they, they obviously progress. I have, and I'm not going to name names here. I don't want to give credence to... to anybody, any of those apostates that have left our faith. But there are people who have had spiritual experiences without the use of pharmaceuticals, and they were not the, the good kind of spiritual experiences. All the way down to and including having angels lay their hands on their head and calling them to to basically lead the church out of apostasy because it has, it's in apostasy now, right? We need to understand something, and that something is, is that those pre-mortal wicked spirits who were cast out for rebellion, they know us better than we know ourselves. They know us extremely well. If you don't think that you had a close relationship with some of those folks, okay, they were our brethren, they were our sisters. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, it's one of those things. It's like, who knows what we what we did together? Who knows what we participated in together? How closely we were, you know, in our communion with each other? You know, th there's a sense of sadness there, but we need to understand that they hate us. They hate us. So much.
to the point that even if you could make amends with them, it would be a trick. It would be something for them to get over on you so that they could joy in your misery. Okay? Now imagine these beings who don't have the... Um, the veil of forgetfulness placed over them. They remember Jehovah. They knew. And they have experienced everything from this mortal existence and the time of its creation. Clear on up through the eons past that we existed as pre-mortal beings. And perhaps even as intelligences before that. Okay? They have all of their faculties, although they have been stripped of some of their power... Okay. They they are allowed uh having rules, boundaries and limitations placed upon them to interfere and to tempt us, right? Because there needs to be opposition in all things. When we seek out experiences that are without the prescribed bounds, without you know the 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 accompaniment of the Holy Ghost, we are walking in a minefield, brothers and sisters. We are walking into a a forest full of bear traps, and we can't see a dang thing. I'm going to. I'm going to go a little bit into where a lot of this stuff comes from because, you know, it's funny. We act like we're discovering this, this new method, right? And really, it's a lot of new age Eastern mysticism, okay, that has been repackaged into an LDS uh, palatable package. And like I say, it starts off small and it starts off innocently enough, you know what I mean? A lot of it starts starts off with, with um, like concentration, which is innocent enough, right? Where you you concentrate. Pretty soon you're meditating. Okay. Pretty soon it goes from that into now we're getting into you know juju, some some spiritual juju stuff. Okay. It's, it's crazy because we are prescribed prayer. We are prescribed prayer and you could call it meditation, right? The scriptures often call, calls it pondering. Okay? I think that the Eastern mysticism, you know, form of meditation, a lot of people can't tell the difference, and so they end up going into that. They try to meditate to get become one with the universe and stuff. All you're doing is tapping into or stepping on a landmine, an evil spirit landmine. That that's what's happening. You are adopting something that is impure, and that is not a prescribed method. It is a trap of the evil one and his minions. Are are what were our brothers and sisters at one time who have gone down the evil path and who now want nothing more than to see us suffer, to see us in hell and to be miserable just like them. Now, 
like I say, we act like we've discovered this new thing, this new way of tapping into the spiritual realm. It is not new. It is not new. It is ancient. And it is... It is something that is easily found out, really. It is an evil gift that is given freely. To a point. Pretty soon you have to start making uh, packs. But at first, it's a gateway drug type thing, and it is given freely. If you go into... Oh, let's go to Galatians. Okay. Let's see where I pulled it up. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 20. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. Okay, let me pause. That's giving us an excellent window into this mortal life, okay? Our spirits, our immortal spirits, are inhabiting this fleshy, mechanical tabernacle. We're having this mortal ex experience and existence. And our mortal body is programmed as fallen man to in our DNA to to lust after certain things, right? We want to eat pie all the time. We want to eat ice cream all the time because it feels good. It's delicious. It's tasty, okay? Uh, even d delving into the sexual realm, right? There is obviously a huge market for that, okay? For lusting after the flesh. The spirit, as we are instructed by the gospel, okay? Just as Adam was instructed, by the gospel from angelic beings, and then he, as the prophet and the patriarch, implore or, or imparted that wisdom and that gospel to his children. Okay, we are then given the gospel and the doctrine of the two ways, as Hugh Nibley would call it. Right? You have the doctrine of the flesh, and you have the doctrine of the spirit, and we are to, as immortal spiritual beings, take and and control our body and to only exercise those those desires and we are to temper those desires to in accordance with what heavenly father has set for us as far as bounds okay he has said here are the bounds that those desires are allowed to exist in and and here is where you are to tamper them back to be able to control them and to enjoy them within this realm, okay? Such as having a, a spouse of the opposite sex and having, you know, having that, that union, having that, uh, that desire to one another, right? It's okay to have that desire, but you have to have it one to another and you, you have to control it within those bounds, Okay, the word of wisdom, the same exact thing. Okay, here's here's some rules, here's some bounds that I want you to exist in, to control your appetite, to control your your health and what you put into your body. Okay. Now we know that the flesh, okay, 
the flesh is contrary to the spirit. This, our bodies want to indulge. It wants to go overboard into this stuff. But uh, we are to bring it into subjection to the spirit. Okay? Going on to verse 18. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Now this is important. Pay attention here. This is, this is what I'm leading you to. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. You could just read over that. You could just gloss over that completely and have it not really mean much to you. I think that we should stop and take a look at each each one of these, of course, but I'm going to point out one of them because that's what we're talking about, okay? So you can think of these as pillars of the flesh, okay? These are pillars. These are unclean pillars of the flesh. These are things that exist. These are things that the opposite side uses as pillars to get us to sin, to, that get us to forsake the gospel of Jesus Christ and to seek after their gospel, okay? Gospel of corruption and wickedness and evil. Adultery, okay? Absolutely stands in direct contrast to the bounds of marriage that the Lord has set. Fornication, same thing. Uncleanness, that covers a lot, okay? You could even add pornography into that. Uh, lasciviousness, these are all very sexual sins, okay? Verse 19 is basically all the things that, that are of a sexual appetite and which Satan has used to enormous success against the children of men. Now, we go into, so verse 19 really is like a, a temporal. It's like the flesh, okay? Now verse 20 is where we get into some of the spiritual stuff, okay? Idolatry. Okay, we know what that is, right? That should be fairly obvious. And now we're talking about witchcraft. Hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, okay? Let's talk about witchcraft, Okay, let's talk about witchcraft. Now, keep in mind, our New Testament and our Old Testament are translations into English. We think very differently sometimes in the way that we do things, in our delivery, in our speech, obviously. Okay? We read backwards as compared to everybody else pretty much in history. Okay? We, we just do things differently. Um, these languages that we, that we translated from, okay, the New Testament, it was Greek. The Old Testament, okay, we do have Hebrew, uh, but if you have like the book of Daniel, that was actually written in, in, uh, uh, Babylonian, okay, he wrote in Babylonian, 
And then, of course, it was translated to Hebrew, and you know what I'm saying? So my point being is that do we lose things when we translate? Okay? If we take a look at witchcraft and we look at the Greek word that it was taken from, okay, that it was translated from, you will look and you will see a word called pharmacia or pharmakia, excuse me, <laughs> pharmacia is closer to the English, uh, pharmakia, okay? Now, as I've just given away, as I slipped up, okay, pharmakia sounds a lot like an English word called pharmacy, right? So what does pharmakia entail? Okay, the use if we go to the definition of it, the use of drugs or medicines. Like, okay, so we see drugs or medicines. Now, drugs doesn't automatically be a, mean a bad thing, right? Drugs like med medicine, a lot of those are drugs. Okay, then we have sorcery and witchcraft, pharmacia. So pharmacia kind of encompasses all of that. It's and if you look at it, okay, sorcery is the same thing, and witchcraft is the same thing. We just think of it differently now. Back in, in the time of King James, okay, when, when we have this translation happen, going even back a little earlier to William Tyndale, okay, they understood their, their word sorcery, okay, would have also included this stuff. Now we as children, I, I remember back to my first, uh, my first exposure to witches and and witchcraft was I think from a Disney cartoon, where this gal was, uh, she was trying to, you know, she I think she was taking some kids trick or treating or something like that, and it was uh, Donald Duck's nephews, you know, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and. She was, you know, they were going trick or treating, and Donald Duck he didn't give him anything, so she wound up going back because she was she was upset about this. She goes back and she starts concocting a witch's brew, right? So think about that because that that's spot on, right? It's witchcraft, and I'm using this to illustrate. I'm not saying that we need to throw away our Disney stuff, um, but it's we do know. We do know that a part of witchcraft is the use of drugs and medicines and stuff. We've just kind of, we've forgotten it in a, in a weird way. We accept that witch's brew is a thing, but we don't look back to the roots of it. And the roots of it are pharmakia, okay? Now, we use the, the Greek because that was the language that it was translated from, but this stuff is ancient. This goes as far back as human history can go, okay? Sorcery, witchcraft, they go hand in hand with the use of psychedelics, with the use of drugs, okay? With the use of, of quote-unquote healing, right? You, you know that witches will claim to be able to concoct witches' brew, okay? We'd always joke around about it as kids. And, oh, you just need some eye of, of newt, you know, and some toad and stuff like that. And then you can have a, a healing remedy, or you can make someone fall in love with you, okay? 
this is stuff that we think is ridiculous, but it's real. It's actually, it's a thing. You know what I'm saying? There is a spiritual aspect to this that you can you can leverage with the use of pharmaceuticals, okay? Pharmakia. So if you were to go back to Galatians in place of of sorcery, you can say pharmakia because that was the word, and then think about all the things that that entails, okay? Now, we can see a direct correlation with what we would call the local pharmacy, okay? It dispenses medicinal drugs, okay? Now, before we get too far ahead of, of, of ourselves here, I'm not saying that medicine is bad. On the contrary, there is, you know, in the Book of Mormon, it talks about how the Nephites made use of a lot of the excellent herbs and, and roots and stuff like that that were available to them to, you know, counteract fevers, uh, to get over sicknesses and stuff. I believe that those things were placed here for our benefit. However, just as we are commanded to use these things, to use all things in moderation, right? Just like tobacco. Tobacco you can use for uh, the, the bruising of sick cattle. You can even use it on the bruising of, of human beings, okay? I've seen that used to help human beings with their injuries and stuff. It's old school. That stuff is all perfectly fine. It's to be used uh, with... with you know, with wisdom and prudence, of course. Now we see, going through the laws of the flesh, okay, through the the evils of, of the flesh, you can misuse things, right? We know that, that um, there was wine all throughout history and that it was okay to partake of wine. However, we also see that through the through history through the bible okay we see even in the book of mormon that you can abuse these things okay there are there are herbs there are things that you can combine together that can cause you to lose your inhibitions that can cause you to step into the spiritual realm and that is unauthorized spiritual realm, okay? There's so much I could go into with this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do another episode that has to deal with some of this stuff. But I'm, I'm going to hold off here because it's, it's kind of cool. It's interesting when you get, when you pull the covers off a lot of this stuff. So we know that that through the use of the pharmakia, you can delve into the spiritual realm. You can misuse, uh, you can misuse these things that God has put here for our benefit, especially when you combine them to 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 certain effect. Now, these things would be knowledge given to you from the opposite side, from the evil side, right? These today, these a lot of this stuff exists in a much more potent, refined form. And I'm not, don't don't take this and say that, you know what I'm saying, that it's like, oh, you shouldn't be taking any prescription drugs. That's not what I'm saying here. Now, do I have an axe to grind against some of those things? Yes. Against all of them? No. Not at all. Okay? Common sense here. Common sense here, brothers and sisters. Okay? 
we go back. Let's let's go back. There is um, a lot of depiction in Hollywood about this type of thing, and I'm thinking of one in particular where there is an oracle. Okay. Going back to... Um, it was the movie 300, okay? I'll just I'll show my cards here. Back in the day, Alan used to watch rated R movies. I don't anymore, okay? I have since repented of that. And I use VidAngel, and I use uh, ClearPlay if I want to watch something. And if it's not on there, then I, I, I just don't watch it, okay? I edit my stuff that I, that I used to watch. And 300 is one of those things that I have an edited version of, okay? That makes it more like a PG-13. Probably still shouldn't watch it, okay? But I'm just, on my journey, I'm not there yet where I can give up that favorite sin. So I edit it to, to be able to be okay with it. <laughs> okay. So, so in, in watching my, my 300, okay, my movie, Leonidas, King Leonidas, he has to journey, he has to get the okay from these pagan priests, okay, to go to war. Now he makes his journey up to, up to this, the, you know, this pagan temple, and it's this dangerous journey that he makes in order to get their okay to go to war with Persia. And what happens is that, see this, the oracle, okay, the oracle, which is just a, a, uh, evil knockoff, a mimicry of, of prophetic priesthood, you know, uh, guidance. Uh, the oracle, this is a real thing, and Hugh Nibley talks about this. The oracle would be a young, beautiful woman, and she would literally have to be high out of her mind to be able to give them what they wanted, some spiritual direction, okay? Now, why would she have to be high out of her mind to give spiritual guidance? Because it opens up a window into the spiritual realm to give you access to those evil spirits that are going to pose as benevolent beings who, who give a crap about you. They don't, okay? It's a flaxen cord that they use, and we see all of these kingdoms of man, okay, and they, they have made use of this, and ultimately what happens, they pretty much, with a few exceptions, they're wiped from the face of the earth, and we only know really about a small amount of them, okay? We're lucky enough to have some of these stories from Sparta, from Greece, okay, and, and the movie depicts it exactly as it was okay this this young beautiful woman would have to be on the pharmacy on the pharm pharmacia she'd have to be on drugs opening herself up to possible demonic uh possession to where the demon would speak through her the evil spirit could speak through her now i don't know if that's what happened it could be i know that that can and has happened in modern day stuff okay and throughout history, you would have to allow yourself, such as a medium, they would allow a spirit to speak through them, uh, through the use of pharmacia. Okay? 
Now I'm giving you the example of Sparta here. This same thing existed in King Nebuchadnezzar's court while Daniel was there. Okay? They called themselves the Magi. Okay, that's what that's what the, the group of people that were in King Nebuchadnezzar's court were. They were the Magi. That's the root word for magic. Okay? It's the same thing. And they made use of the pharmakia to be able to access the spirit realm. To be able to access this, this information, quote-unquote information, that was given to them. To have these experiences, okay? Sometimes it was even an experience. It wasn't just to go and get some lip service. It literally could be like a crazy, you know otherworldly experience like they were trying to do on young guns okay when they get into the spirit world it's very interesting because if you look see the Greeks are really good they're really good to look at because although they are a relatively when in the grand scheme of things the Greeks were nothing new, really. Okay? The Greeks were nothing new. The the Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians, had the same a lot of the same beliefs and stuff like that. A lot of the same stuff, the knowledge that they had, especially with the, the pharmakia, okay? Whatever the Egyptians called it. And you can even see that it's it's interesting because the Greeks will come up with their stuff and they'll have all these philosophies and they'll be going into their stuff. And the Egyptians are like, yeah, we had that years and years ago, right? But a lot of these ideas the Greeks take credit for existed before them, okay? You go back to, there is a Greek god called Asclepios, okay? He was the god of medicine. Uh, He was... He was a reputed ancestor of the Asclepiades, okay, the ancient guild of doctors. Asclepios was the son of Apollon and Trichian, okay, Princess Coronis. So I'm throwing a bunch of these names, it's like, so what, okay, so what? So, if you look here, I'm going to put a picture, if you're listening on YouTube, okay, I'm going to put a picture up, and it's showing the god Asclepios, okay? And he has a staff. And on his staff, there is a snake that is twining itself around. That right there should be a red flag, okay? Now, a lot of you, I I, I can see it. I can see it because I saw the same thing, okay? You're thinking of the medical Medusa's sign that we have today. And you would be correct. That is where it comes from. Okay, it's it's called the rod of Asclepios. Okay. That is ancient. It's not it, it is more ancient and it is way more widespread than the Greeks didn't come up with this, is what I'm saying, okay? Like I say, I'm going to do a podcast on some of this stuff, and it's going to blow your mind, okay? It's incredible. But suffice it to say, the Greeks didn't come up with this. This um, is a direct 
mockery slash mimicry, okay, of Moses holding up the brazen serpent, okay? If you're thinking that that's where they got it from, it's not. It's a it's a evil version of it. Just as the upside-down pentagram is an evil version of the good thing, the, the good pentagram, okay? You'll, you'll always see this. You'll see that they will take a cross and turn it upside down and stuff like that, okay? They, they have to make a mockery, and, a, and they have to take, and they have to confuse, make it confusing for people. Now, it's interesting to me that we have such, such influence still from the Greeks, okay? And it shouldn't be, because if you look at history, you can see why. You know what I'm saying? You can see why. But the fact that we have a medical medusas that we use for medical care now, you know what I'm saying? The fact that they, that the Asclepiades, that they considered themselves to be descendants, they were an ancient guild of doctors, and they considered themselves to be descendants of the god of medicine, okay? And that their sign was the same thing. It was the rod of Asclepius. Okay? Our medical medusas is it's just the rod of Asclepius. That's really all it is. Okay? What's interesting is that if you go into Satan worship, if you go into witchcrafty stuff, you'll find that rod of Asclepios. It's just cleverly hidden, kind of. Kind of. If you look up a uh, painting of Baphomet, you will see a it's like a half man, half woman, uh, half goat, okay, and part of the phallic symbol coming up from the uh, from the genital area. It is a it's a rod of Asclepius, okay. It's a rod coming up with two snakes intertwining it. It comes from the same thing, okay. Super interesting, okay. Super interesting. This stuff all has a base in somewhere. And the fact that pharmacy is derived from the Greek word pharmakia and that it includes witchcrafty stuff, okay, I find that very interesting. I find it very interesting. Now, the use of the pharmakia to receive instruction from the other realm, okay, the Greek word, um, what we would say, so our word demon is, is Greek, okay? The word demon is Greek. And it's pretty interesting when you look that up, okay? Because to the Greeks, demon meant intelligence, okay? Intelligence. It also, if you go to it in ancient Greek belief, it was a divinity or supernatural being of a nature between gods and humans. An inner or attendant spirit or inspiring force. Socrates claimed to have lived his life according to the dictates of his demon. Okay. Now a lot of words... A lot of words that have in common uh, that you can that stem from this Greek word, okay, demon, is genius, 
Whoa, that's interesting. Genius. Okay. Now I'm going to focus on that one for a minute because genius. Genie. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Genius. Somebody very intelligent. Okay. Intelligence. Genie. Okay. That that comes from Persia. Okay. The word jinn. The 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 jinn. Okay. They they have the same roots and they come together to be used to where you can rub the lamp and a genie comes out. Okay? A spiritual being. Do you see what I'm saying here? Like a lot of this stuff that we take for granted, it has roots. And really, you it's all beneath the surface. It's all very much beneath the surface. And if we do just a little bit of study into some of this stuff... You unmask a whole lot of stuff, brothers and sisters. We, we have understanding now. See what I'm saying? Some of the other words. The Newman, uh, demon, as we spell it today. Uh, tutelary spirit. Tutelary, as in a tutor, okay? A spirit that will tutor you. Intelligence, like a genius. A familiar spirit. Aha. An attendant spirit, okay? These things, when we understand the language, when we understand where it comes from and the translation and stuff, we, we get a little more insight into these things and where they come from. And then when we see them present themselves in a modern-day sense, we can discern and say, that is not of God. Tripping on acid to have a spiritual experience is not of God. <laughs> okay, And you're opening yourself up to a possible demonic possession. It happens, okay? That stuff, that stuff still happens. Um, going back into uh, Plutarch, okay, on the observance of oracles. So Plutarch is going to tell us about the observance of oracles. Now, if someone withdrew or removed the air that is between the earth and the moon, he would destroy the unity and communion of the universe from where would be an empty and unconnected space in the middle. In just the same way, those who refuse to leave us the race of demons make the relations of the gods and men remote and alien. What the heck did Plutarch just say? You told me they knew about the demons? Not only the demons, they said the race of demons that make their relations of gods and men remote and alien, okay? We're getting some insight into some weird stuff, <laughs> okay? Now, I'm holding off on this because I'm going to do a podcast on it, so I'm going to, that, that's, that's a little bit of a teaser here, okay? A little bit of a teaser, but... Suffice it to say, there's a reason why demon had a connection to uh, the word, our word intelligence, okay? Why it meant intelligence is because that's where a lot of people would go. See, if you don't have the truth, if you don't have the gospel, and you are searching for it, there is clamoring, just, just waiting there, clamoring for your attention. There are these evil spirits. And they will give you knowledge. They will give you intelligence. 
However, what is, as we discussed, what is their sole purpose? To make you miserable just like they are. To make you fall. They want to bathe in the blood of children. And we see that as King Nebuchadnezzar had his magi, his court, right, of magicians and wise men, it existed all throughout time. And what goes along with that? Okay, those 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 people that are into the witchcrafty stuff, the sorcery, the pharmakia, they use drugs to get to the spiritual realm, and there is always an aspect of either human sacrifice, which happens, but in almost every every aspect there is also child sacrifice. There's blood. Direct mockery of of okay, the, the law of sacrifice. Which is just, right? Which is which is a good sanctioned thing. Now I'm hold, I'm having to hold back a lot here, but We see this stuff making its way into a country that has been set up on Judeo-Christian values, and it's been happening for a while, okay? It's troubling to me that we see this stuff snaking its way into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and that the fact that we don't have the discernment to be able to tell if something is of God and not of God to the point of having to use illegal substances to get us into the spirit realm. Now, that is, um, and I don't mean, if, if, if you have dabbled with this, with all the love in my heart and as your brother, I just encourage you to turn away from it, forsake it, repent, and get back on track. The thing about the the short and narrow, you know, way to Christ, narrow is the bridge, right? See, Christ is the gatekeeper, and as such, that path to get to Christ, the iron rod that we are supposed to hold to, it's not an easy journey. It's not. It's hard. And you will be asked to do things sometimes without having a reason as to why. And Satan has done a incredible job at blurring some of these things, okay? Because as I've mentioned a lot of this stuff, and as I've talked with a lot of this stuff, I hear a lot of people mentioning uh, uh, the vaccine and how our prophet urged us to get it. And the first presidency, right? The Quorum of the Twelve, they all received the vaccine and stuff. And I can see where after hearing a lot of this stuff, you would, like a lot of people will say, oh man, they've partaken of the pharmakia, right? And it's like, no, that's, that's okay. Like I say, Satan has blurred. He has blurred a lot of this stuff. Now, Will there be a future point, a future time, 
when that may be the case, yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. It's one of those things that we have to take on faith at this point that when the prophet says, hey, this is okay, we say, okay. You know what I'm saying? Now, when we go to, this is kind of illustrating the point. If you go to Revelations chapter 18, he's talking a lot about Babylon. Like, I'm not going to read the entire chapter here. Okay, but it's talking about Babylon. And one of the things that it says here, find the right verse. Okay, if you go to Revelation chapter 18, verse 4, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. Okay. I would encourage you to read this chapter, having the knowledge that we just have covered here, because it opens it up a lot. Okay. Babylon, just as the kingdom of Babylon under King Nebuchadnezzar had, they had sorceries. Okay. They had mimicries and mockeries of things that we hold to be sacred and true, the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is a witchcrafty, sorcery, pharmacia version of that. And Satan has done a masterful job at blurring the lines with a lot of this stuff to make it confusing. Because if he can do that, then... Come time when you're supposed to re receive the mark of the beast, okay, you're going to be hesitant to do so. Or, excuse me, you're, you're going to not be hesitant to do so. That's the goal, okay? And it's from that aspect that a lot of people uh, look at the brethren and call them fallen prophets. So we, th this is the part where there's going to be faith required of us as members of the church. We're not going to know the answers on a lot of this stuff, okay? Not till later. We will figure it out at some point. It's just a matter of when we figure it out, okay? And then the puzzle pieces will come together. Now, as we um, go down through chapter 18, and as I say, this just lists a lot of the sins of Babylon and a lot of the, the sins of the kingdom of the devil, okay? We go here to verse 23, and in the Greek, it uses, in place of sorceries, it uses pharmakia. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. Talking about Babylon. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. For by thy sorceries, by thy pharmakia, were all nations deceived. It is in that vein, it is in that messaging of revelations that I want to leave you, brothers and sisters, here um, at this time, at the end of this podcast. It's number one, if we have delved into this stuff, whether it be the energy healing whether it be the pharmacia, okay, using drugs, uh, psychedelics, in order to have spiritual experiences. If we have done those things, okay, 
and I, I don't say this flippantly, I don't say this to be disrespectful or anything like that. This is coming from a place of complete and utter love as your brother and as a person who feels as your brother that it is my duty as a member of the church to illuminate some of this stuff for you, okay? And I do that as a fellow servant of Christ with you. If you have delved into this stuff, turn away from it. You don't need it. You don't need it. I know that it can be hard to have to go on faith and to to have to wait for spiritual experiences to happen, but it is only after the trial of your faith that you receive stuff like that. You know, I've, I've had dreams in my life that were very personal and meant for me, and I would never share them on a platform like this. And I'm, I'm uh, careful at who I share stuff like that with, because they're not meant to be shared like that. Okay? Anybody that does do that, you need to be wary of. That's a red flag. Okay, but I knew that they were of God, and there was symbolism attached to it that I didn't understand until later in life, and in some cases until after I went through the temple. And then I understood dreams that I had had from when I was a young, a young buck, right, when I was like 12. Knowing that, like, those experiences have not happened often. There's a handful of them in my 30, uh, almost 37 years of life. They don't come often. I understand the pull to want to to want to experience those, those things more, and there is a way, and you can experience them more. However, you have to be patient because we all have our favorite sins that we don't want to give up, and we forget about that conveniently when we want to, you know, we'll, we'll sit there in the zeal of the spirit and say, "Man, I want to." I want to be the city of Enoch. I want to redeem Zion. And it's like, we can, but we have to give up those favorite sins first. We have to be ready. It's only after that that we can start to have stuff like this happen more and more and more and and be worthy to partake of that stuff. So if you have partaken of that, if you have, t if you have touched the evil gift or the unclean thing, repent. Wash yourself and use the atonement to get away from that crap. Okay, come out of her, my people. Come out of Babylon. Come out of her, my people. Yes, do you partake of, of her sins and her plagues? Okay, be wary of these things and do not partake in the sins of Babylon while casting the sins of Babylon upon the Lord's mouthpiece. Okay, that, that really is the message. Don't allow yourself to be deceived by those who would want you to be more miserable and miserable like unto themselves. Brothers and sisters, I love you guys, and I am grateful to have shared this information with you, and I will... I got another podcast coming up where I'm going to go into a lot of the, the gods, the small g, the gods and stuff, and a lot of the origins of those things, because it, it all ties together, and when we understand... When we have that power of understanding and historical literacy and, you know, spiritual, especially the spiritual historical aspects and consequences of those things, 
we are much more prepared to be able to have that power of discernment. I love you guys. I ask the Lord to be with you and to give you that spiritual discernment. And I do so in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.